this may not be what the creators intended, but like it can't be an accident that this is in there. Look, I remember it fondly because it had dinosaurs, <laughs> but I remember it unfondly for every other reason. The Black Donnelly's is pure gold, and you guys are wrong. Joey Ice Cream uh, for president. I'm just saying that selfie belongs in the Criterion Collection. Is it working? Uh, <laughs> no. Never, never has anything worked for me in my life, Ronnie. <laughs> Welcome to Ending Pending. Dun dun dun. I'm your host, Andy. Dun dun dun. You're not host, Stefan. I I was bit, I was really focused on oh, my okay. uh, my spooky track. Uh, I'm uh, I don't uh, remember anything that happened in the show, and I'm Evan. I'm rightfully afraid of crocodiles, and I'm Ronnie. That's correct. That's a correct opinion. If you mm-hmm. can tell by these introductions, Ending Pending is a podcast. We we record episodes and release them sometimes. And we discuss television shows that have only lasted for a single season. We are currently covering NBC's Crusoe. But before we get into that, I have a bit for us. Can't wait. What's what's the bit, my love? What's the bit? So, if you know anything about me. I know several things. I would like to think that I do. You know that I like butt stuff. <laughs> if there's one thing you've if there's one thing, If there's one thing if you take away thing, from your relationship with Andy, let it be this. It's that I like things going up my butt. Not things, but appropriate things. Appropriate things that belong up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Besides that, though, the second okay. thing yeah, everyone knows about me. The, <laughs> <laughs> the second thing that if you know anything about Andy, you know this is I like pirates. Mm-hmm. I did know this. I, I, I like historical pirates. I like fantasy pirates. I like, uh, I like all types of pirates. I love pirates. Pir- I like pirate media, even. And so, since this show is maybe not the best pirate media, I thought it'd be fun if we went around and we talked about our favorite pirate stuff. Mm. So what's your favorite pirate thing? Um, it doesn't need to be a TV show. It could be a movie. It could be, uh, it could be a book. There's all sorts of pirate stuff out there. Uh, the first Pirates of the Caribbean movie was objectively good that's a great movie yeah it's a really good good. it's 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 fun it's funny uh it's uh it's it 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 really it really it really gets you in all the right spots it's well it's well um paced it's a good movie it's a fun movie Mm -hmm. um and black sales i know you're gonna dunk on me for having not finished black sales but i'm a chronic tv show not finisher so this is not uh, unusual for me. The fact that I have not finished every episode of Black Sails does not preclude me from uh, thinking Black Sails I is very good. I wasn't going to dunk on you. Uh, <laughs> what What do you like about Black Sails? Because I'll let you take Black Sails and I won't say anything about it despite being obsessed with it. Uh, one, spoiler, 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 spoilers, it's gay. Main character's gay. Multiple main characters are gay. Uh... Dragon's bisexual. 
Um, and Bonnie. And Bonnie's also probably bisexual. Again, we're she, assigning. Uh, she she fucks women in the show. She, so she she does, but she yeah. also fucks Jack Rackham. Well, sure. So yeah. bisexual. Yeah, yeah. We're we're ascribing labels to historical characters. Yeah, yes. In this. Well, they're fictional characters yeah. who historical don't use fictional labels, characters. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're they're queer. They're in a big the, every like uh, a large portion of the main people are uh are big queers. Um, like all of the main women are at least bisexual, and uh, the main dude is a big gay, and uh, there's great yeah. disabled rep as well, which uh, I you know you love to see. Yeah, there's uh some not great stuff in there also. There to is. be fair, but it, overall great show. Uh, uh, excellent. Excellent character building, like all of the characters feel uh, very like diverse in their motivations and uh, distinct in the way they are characterized, even though like they're all pirates who want money, you know, they, they all have like their own uh, like motivations and personalities and like uh, reasons to root for slash hate them. And want them to succeed slash want them to fail. Um, also, it everybody's hot in it. Everybody's <laughs> everyone is hot. everyone's really hot, and the costuming is really good. The writing's really good. the The dialogue is exceptional. Like it's written well, it's delivered well. It's it's a really good show. It's a good show, and. Uh, it's it didn't it didn't run itself into the ground. It lasted four seasons. Some of them were better than others, but uh, it told the story it was trying to tell, and then it wrapped it up, and then it was done. And I I respect a show that does that. Uh, just to piggyback off that, I will say you know Evan mentioned that there's not great stuff in it. If you can get past the first three episodes in season one, the show is a banger from there on out. The first three episodes in season one have a trigger warning plot line uh subplot around sexual violence and it sucks it's not particularly handled great Mm -hmm. and uh you can tell that those first three episodes are trying really hard to beat game of thrones with boats Mm -hmm. and that as soon as you hit episode four it is like a completely different show so if you can get past that one subplot uh i i truly love that show um but yeah what about you ronnie my thing is um it's pirate based but it's not media ever since i was a little baby um i've been going down to the sunny shores of wildwood new jersey uh to participate in something called captain kids weekend um named after pirate captain William Kidd, but also it's like a fun like pun because it's like for the kids. It's for kids. It's like pirate kids. And there's a big parade uh, that I participated in where you dress like a pirate. And now Lila has participated in it. And uh, they, um, you know, uh, William Kidd was infamous for like the legend of having buried a bunch of treasure uh, in places. Yeah. The only guy who buried treasure. He was the one guy. Allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, allegedly, of course. I don't mm -hmm. think anyone's ever actually found anything. Um, but what they do is they uh, hide a bunch of plastic treasure chests with saltwater taffy and ride tickets and, and uh, raffles and, and trinkets and stuff, and they bury them on the beach, and they just let the kids loose with, with shovels. That's so fun. Di yeah. You dig up Captain Kid's treasure. Yeah, that sounds um, dope. I'd be throwing children left, right, and center. Oh, to, yeah. Oh, to yeah. And you would be pile driving children into the sand. Like. Mm -hmm. They they have a... Uh, uh, I don't want to be that guy who's like, back in my day, um, but back in my day, there was like a, a, a three-year-old area, like a five- to six-year-old area, and then like a, you know, 10, 11, 12. I think that was kind of the cutoff. And they really, really buried the 10, 11, 12 um, uh, chests. And so mm. you really had to dig for them, which was fun. That's uh, now they're kind of a little bit more just like, oh, look, there's a bit of treasure chest sticking out right there. Um, but uh, oh, well, all, that's not fun is... for the older kids, though. Like the older yeah, kids want a challenge. Yeah. Right, right. Um, but, uh, you know, good times. Uh, very fun. Uh, if you saw my TikTok, that is what I was dressed as uh, as, as Captain Hook for this past uh, this past May. Um, just an excellent, very wholesome tradition um, that is that is extremely pirate adjacent in a way that is like uh, strangely accurate to pirate history and lore. Um, when I like when I first realized that Captain Kidd was an actual pirate, I was like, "Whoa! Did you guys do that? On, did you do this on purpose? Yes. Was this intentional? I love it. I love it even more now." That's very good. It's very good. Uh, lots of cool costumes. Some of the parents, you know, they get very into it, and the kids, they all look very adorable. And it's 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 just a it's just a hoot and a holler. That sounds delightful. Uh, they is. should do uh, an adult version of that where you have booze and it's like geocaching and it's challenging. Ooh, that, listen. listen new, I, new business I, idea. I think the Chamber of Commerce, why would Chamber of Commerce hit us up? We've got we've mm -hmm. got some gold mine ideas for you. Mm -hmm. Treasure, treasure uh, hunt ideas, gold, gold, gold ingot ideas, if you will. Ugh. Andy, what about you? What's your favorite pirate thing? Uh, I'm going to, like, rapid fire a couple. Yeah. I, I love pirates. Uh, there is an X-Men pirate-themed comic book called Marauders. So good. So, so good. So good. And the, the concept there is that uh, mutants now have their own country called Krakoa, and in order to be recognized as a country, they created, uh, like, miracle cures for humans that, like... Uh, extend human life and like fight Alzheimer's and stuff. And uh, in order to get access to these drugs, you have to like recognize Krakoa sovereignty. Uh, of course, there's a bunch of nations that hate mutants and are refusing to do that. And so, in order to like corner the black market drug trade, Cape uh, Pride forms a team of pirates that like smuggle the drugs to the black market to those countries under the guise of like, hey, like here's those drugs, you know, from the mutants. We're definitely not mutants. We're mm -hmm. smugglers. And then they rescue mutants who are trapped in those countries and bring them to Krakoa. 
And so not only is it like a really fun pirate themed book, there's definitely like it leans very hard into the escapist fantasy of being in a bigoted society and wanting to escape to a place where you're accepted in the way that like the the Xavier Institute was in the like Fox movies. Um, so like that is very good and fun. Uh, it's a very queer book. The, very there's there's a lot of queer characters in it. There's a lot of subtextually queer characters that the writer isn't allowed to say that they're queer, but like if you read comics, you know. Um, so yeah, highly recommend Marauders. Really fun book. Really really great cast. Iceman's there. Storm is there. Emma Frost is there. Kitty Kate Pride is there. Um, Pyro, love Pyro. Pyro's mm-hmm. there. Uh, it's, it's, it's good. Callisto's there. Callisto has the most sexual fight ever with Storm since the last time they had a really sexual fight. It's good stuff. Uh, that's my first thing. Second thing is Secrets and Scrabbles. Uh, it is a cozy mystery series set in this like weird New England island town where the main character who's very gay his name is Ellery Page uh, he inherited a bookshop and he goes and like the town really leans into like the pirate aesthetic because uh, like there's a bunch of like old-timey like town lore that the town was founded by pirates and uh, every book someone gets murdered and Ellery has to try to help solve the mystery while slowly going enemies to lovers with the sheriff of the town who's uh, realizing that he's bisexual. I actually think this is like kind of a personalized book recommendation for Ronnie that you've just done because I've heard you talk about this series before and it's occurring to me right now that like Ronnie would probably love this. Ronnie would love it. It's very cute. Uh, Like it's a little spooky because every book someone gets murdered, but it's like a murder in the way that like, like the, the movie clue. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like the movie clue where like, I don't know, like Castle, there's a murder every episode. Sure. But, like, is there really, like... Re- you are really tailoring this to me. <laughs> I forgot that we both Cla- love Castle. Classic Taylor, or uh, classic uh, Castle. Like, is there pirate... There's no piracy happening in these books, but the entire aesthetic of the town and the culture of the town is built around, like, pirate stuff. Sure. So, like, I like it. it. It's cute and fun and like nautical. Um, My last recommendation since the the first two were technically not even really pirate, but uh, (laughs) just like piracy themed is the game Blood and Plunder. Uh, I love miniature war games. I like painting little little plastic men and putting them on a table and making them fight. Uh, It's probably the nerdiest thing about me. I don't know if that's nerdier than LARPing. They're both pretty nerdy. But uh, Blood and Plunder is a historical miniatures game, so it tries very, very hard to be accurate to the uh, late 16, early 1700s. And you make boats, and you paint little pirates up, and they they fight. Uh, I got to go on the Tales of the Sail podcast, talk about a tournament that I placed very well, and I came in third place. Uh, but yeah, this game is fun. It takes place on land or on boats and there's a new, uh, expansion coming out, uh, that brings in, uh, characters from like block sales and our flag means death. So like Steve Bonnet, 
uh, Edward Teach, Jack Rackham, and Bonnie, Mary Reed. When, uh, when you say it brings in characters from the historical shows, mean, figures that those yeah. shows take inspiration yeah, from. The Steed Bonnet and uh, uh, Blackbeard in Our Flag Means Death bear virtually no resemblance to the historical figures of the same names. But. Except that the historical figures were definitely really gay. Um, There's a great clip uh, to, as a sidetrack just on that note of Taika Waititi like talking about how lazy of an actor he is and he was like looked up where Edward Teach was from and he's like oh you know I can I'll try that accent it's kind of like a Stephen Merchant kind of thing it's uh he talks like uh actually you know what I don't want to do that I'll just do my own voice (laughs) (laughs) went out of his way to be like yeah fuck it well it works because nothing about that show is attempting to be historically accurate That's not the point. It is, in fact, better and more fun that it's yeah. not historically the, accurate. The the Crocs are, are really send me every time mm-hmm. I watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a great show. It's very good. Very good. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so like if you're into like tabletop gaming with like D and D, and you want to try uh, a game that is very similar to the types of games that inspired D and D, check out. Uh, and you like pirates and shit? Check out uh, Blood and Plunder. Highly recommend it. Uh, I have a ton of fun playing it. Uh, oh, I'm going to recommend T-Berry Blue's uh, Twitter as well, if you like pirate shit. Follow T on on Twitter. Uh, I don't know what their at is. Is it, is it just T? What What is T's Twitter? I'm finding out for you. Yeah, it's just T-Berry T- Blue. Like T like the drink, like the beverage, T-E-A, and then berry like, like the fruit, and blue like the color. I don't say this lightly, but T is the only person... I know, like, who I, who I, who I know, like, like, I am their friend who knows more about pirates than me. Uh, so following T is a ton of fun, because every so often, we'll just do a long rant yelling about pirate shit. I'm like, yes, T, this is good shit. Yeah, spill it. Tell me what book you got that from. That was funny. Uh, but yeah, T's great. T's T's super cool. And uh, every so often they yell about pirates, and uh, I appreciate it. I guess we have very to talk cool. about this show now. Yeah, it's just very loosely connected to pirates, honestly. And even mm-hmm. the connections are like not fun pirate stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I would still say that this is a pirate show, but it is not a good pirate show. It I is... think it's a Robinson Crusoe show, and by extension, it kind of has to be pirate adjacent. But like, I don't know. They're really not making the most of, of what they've what they can put on the page there. Obviously we have feelings uh, that are not positive, but we will get to that. Um, Do we want to talk about what happened? Do we want Ronnie to step in and talk about what happened on this uh, pirate adjacent show? Uh, Yeah. Ronnie has very kindly offered to do, the synopsis this episode and i'm stoked frankly can't wait to be off the hook for this so please ronnie do take it away uh sure so we watched episodes six seven and eight no we didn't we watched episodes seven eight and nine we did not watch long pig again that would be torture Mm -hmm. um we watched uh episode seven bad blood episode eight heroes and villains and episode nine, the name of the game. In episode seven, um, 
Friday is trying to kill Caruso. We get no preamble. It is just Friday wants to kill Caruso, and it's not like this has been happening. Like we join, we join it as it begins, and Caruso's like, "Hey, what are you doing? What? Stop it! Stop it! You, my lover, my friend." Um, but no, Friday wants to murder Crusoe and is saying, you are my villain. You are, you are my enemy. I really want to kill you. Um, Crusoe traps him in, in a cage. Um, and he sees that he has, uh, snake bites on his neck. He has two little bites. And so Crusoe uh, saunters over to the, mutineers camp who guess what they're still here they're still kicking around on this island um and is uh, rummaging through uh their their uh, potions and and uh, antidotes to see if he can find something to uh help with a snake bite and uh he meets up again with his uh very very poorly disguised uh femme fatale uh Olivia or Oliver um and she says that doesn't sound like a snake bite let's go check it out and they go and he was actually eating honey and they say aha those aren't snake bites those are hornet bites and then they say but it's not the hornet that got him it was the honey he just he's got food poisoning and it's making him uh, murdery. And um, he, they come back to the cage. Friday is loose from the cage. And um, it's, just, it's just a real cat and mouse thing. Friday wants to, to kill uh, Crusoe. Um, it makes Crusoe experience some man pain because... Friday's being real mean to him. Um, and they eventually do cure Friday, and it's fine. Um, in Heroes and Villains, episode eight, uh, the the mutineers, good news, the ship is fixed. And just like Crusoe promised, he would uh, help captain of the ship, uh, Captain Taylor, uh get take the ship back and then captain taylor would take crusoe back to uh london and everything would everything would be great everything would just be just be phenomenal um they achieve this captain taylor is is remade the captain of the ship and then uh captain taylor thinks that friday is fucking his wife and so he gets real racist and decides that he's gonna sell friday into slavery as soon as they get to port and Crusoe's like, Hey, don't, I don't think you should do that. I don't want you to do that. And they're like, what's going to happen. And Crusoe's like, I'm going to go extremely easily make sure that that doesn't happen. And you're not going to be able to stop me. And he does it. And they go back to the Island and the ship goes away. The, uh, uh, the ship's wheel is still in the middle. Ship wheel is still on on the low deck on the mm-hmm. on the on the what is it called, Andy? Uh, that's just the mid deck. Mid deck, thank you. And it was yeah, um, yeah, it's bad. Uh, Olivia stays on the ship, promises to to be the to be the the surgeon if they let 
uh, Crusoe and Friday head back to the island without being killed. Um, guess what? It's the exact same formula they've done the whole time. These people are going to help us. No, they're not going to help us. Oh, maybe they will help us. Oh, they're not going to help us. Let's just rely on each other solely forever. We're, and we're the, still on the island. We're all still the society the we need. Just yes. the two of us. Yes. My my brother, uh, my friend, my best dude, my guy who I have sex with in a gay way. Mm-hmm. This is fine. In a gay way. Um, and then episode nine, the name of the game. Uh, this is the Friday PTSD episode, though they've all been relatively Friday PTSD episodes. Um, Friday, uh, in, uh, doing some, some trap setups encounters a crocodile in the lake and is reminded of these, uh, rite of passage trials that he and his, uh, contemporaries, his, his peers had to, uh, conquer when they were young in their tribe and his friend got eaten by a croc and it made it so that Friday did not do the crocodile rite of passage. Um, and it's a fun, a fun episode of uh, Crusoe being incredibly condescending about these uh, cultural practices that are obviously very important to Friday. Um, and it's a, a real game of one-upsmanship um, where uh, we also learn so many flashbacks in this episode. Um, remember earlier where we said that like the one saving grace of this show was that Crusoe was not a slaver. Uh, <laughs> turns out for several years before he uh, made it to this island, he owned a plantation. Yeah, cool of him. Cool which, and fine. Which like, I guess not necessarily like your bot no that's slaver that's a slaver you're a slaver uh, and yeah, it's like the, the difference the difference is infinitesimal enough yes. it is a technical enough difference that it is not worth mentioning yes um even it, in the off chance that crusoe was like paying the black people that we see working in this plantation it uh he, like, pretty immediately, like, gives the plantation away to some, like, random dude. So it's like, yeah. oh, so you just ruined all of those people's lives because you've right. decided that you need to, like, on a whim, just get back to London, one. And then, two, it just seems very unlikely that, like, given the location and time period uh, and Crusoe's up till now, like, total... Uh, non-interest in you know abolition we have not talked heard him speak about like abolition right. up to this point seems very unlikely that he is uh not uh a slave owner mm-hmm. with this yeah. plantation um crusoe ends up um in his you know being a jerk to friday um making Friday uh, very angry with him and wanting to leave him alone and uh, ends up right above the crocodile pond lake uh, where Friday has to uh, complete what is basically the challenge that he refused to complete when he was a boy um, earning his father's 
uh, admiration all these years later in a kind of metaphorical way um, to save Crusoe's life, someone who could not deserve it less. Um, and those are the three episodes we watched. Um, and I do contractually, I do indeed have to ask it. Hey, Andy. No, you know what? Hey, Evan. Because Evan wrong? hasn't been talking this whole time, so I'm going to make Evan talk. Usually, <laughs> I don't want to make spot. Evan talk. Yeah. Hey, Evan. Yes, Ronnie. These episodes of uh, Crusoe, did they work for you? No. I deleted them from my brain immediately, and sure. there are only traces remaining. I mean, not like... I, I remember enough to talk about them in this episode, but no, they you remember were bad. enough to dislike them. <laughs> yes. Yes. They were bad. I don't, did not like zero out of 10. Hey, Andy. Hey, Ronnie. These three episodes of Crusoe, did they work for you? <sighs> so here's the deal. Sure. If, if we had recorded this directly after watching them, I would have said, absolutely not. The show sucks, but uh, Evan and I watched them about two weeks ago, and in that time, I've, like, two out of three of them kind of maybe sort of work for me now. I love, I so, so love this, like, Ronnie's headcanon corner that yeah. you adapted with this show. So, like, I don't, I, like, literally in the way that, like, Ronnie, like, sometimes you, like, take out of media, like, what you want, and you kind of create mm -hmm. your own lens to view it through. I think I've done that for two out of the three of these. That first one with the food poison. Fucking garbage. Garbage episode. Um, mm -hmm. But the other two, I think they kind of worked for me now, two weeks later after uh, creating my own version of them. So uh, I'm going to say that barely, barely these three episodes worked. Mm -hmm. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, yeah. Did these three adventures on the island in our hearts <laughs> in our <laughs> What's it going to be? What are they going to say? <laughs> Little souls. <gasps> I was really, I was really hoping you'd drop the word show in there somewhere. <laughs> nope, not yet. Keep going. And. Okay, hold on. Did these three. <laughs> Roll back to Roll back Work in our hearts and souls and the the word episodes never no, happened. No, Andy. no episodes no. never happened. But <laughs> <laughs> it was did these three adventures. Oh adventures, yeah. And then I said in and then you said no, I, whatever. Don't worry but, about it. Don't worry but. about it. We're not re-listening to this audio. Ronnie, did, did it work for you? Did, did anything that happened here work for you? 
there were some moments, but no, all these three episodes were just, um, it would be one thing if they were just boring, but they made me mad. Mm-hmm. Um, sensibility wise and also like plot wise it's made me made me not happy um so let's let us let us uh talk about uh, i guess andy you'll be leading the charge here what what worked for us about these three episodes um so i'm gonna talk about the last one we watched first i think um Crusoe is a huge dick in this episode. Yeah. Crusoe is is just an asshole. And he's he's very ignorant to like what Friday is upset about. And he 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 understands that Friday is upset, but Friday like isn't communicating it to Crusoe in a way that like Crusoe can understand with his um you know very western privileged perspective mm-hmm. and um like as much as Crusoe is fumbling in his attempts to comprehend he is desperately trying to understand like what is wrong with Friday and how he can fix it and like Friday is like dude like there's nothing you can do to fix this. Like I have a bunch of trauma and like, I'm just working through it. And like, I like as much as Crusoe is really shitty here. I I can relate to that perspective of like, there's something wrong with my friend and it's my friend who's very shy and doesn't want to open up about it. And I am feeling distressed that my friend is upset and I'm going to like, not, fucking drop this even though i should and i'm definitely making things worse now but like i need to help my friend and they're not fucking letting me help them so like i get that uh additionally i like that the episode punishes crusoe because for all of crusoe's like shittiness the episode launches him on a catapult through the air face first into a tree and uh that's very funny and dumb and I liked that. I liked seeing Crusoe get hurt very badly in the dumbest way possible. If this show had a lot more slapstick of just like George rakes, of the Jungle. Yeah, just like rakes popping out of the ground and like smacking Crusoe right between the eyes, it would be a thousand percent more enjoyable. And like there is something very queer about these two men on this island who don't have anyone else to talk to just like working on their relationship and like helping each other overcome trauma. Like does this episode do that? Well, no, but like the version I wrote of this episode does it very well. (laughs) And I've mentioned this before. These two actors do have good chemistry. Like they work well together like you really feel you feel like their vibes connecting on the screen um like i think that the guy who plays friday is actually a better actor than the guy who plays crusoe honestly Without a doubt. uh yeah. but like together on screen they are they are creating something engaging like the scenes with uh friday and crusoe 
are like the, the ones where they're like alone together talking and like working through their shit are truly the best in the show. Um, but like there's always fucking shenanigans happening that is not that. And like whatever they're doing is like usually secondary to we gotta get off the island. Gotta get off the island. What's the new what's the new scheme to get off the island this episode, brain? What are we gonna do tonight, brain? Um Same thing we do every night, Pinky. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so it feels, it, it does feel queer. I, I think it's just because, um, like, these actors have such great chemistry and the writers were kind of oblivious about, like, what they were creating there. That is well, the thing. They have great chemistry when the script they are forced to read doesn't get in the way. Mm-hmm. And, like, we talked about this last time, but, like, the idea that Crusoe is super devoted to this woman who, like, totally thinks he's dead and has definitely moved on. Oh, yeah, that lady is um, definitely fucking other dudes. But it forces Crusoe to remain completely chaste when there are, like, these corset, big-titty women, like, boobily walking towards him constantly trying to seduce him, and he's like, no, I need to remain chaste. Like, I cannot engage in any romantic or sexual connection with you, Victoria's Secret model, with, like too white of teeth and like really nice eye makeup because <laughs> uh, the show will not let a woman look uh, ago for a second or even dirty. Yeah. Like... And it just, she cannot be dirty. She must be pristine and hot uh, at all times. And so like Crusoe, like having to be like pure of heart and chaste in that way means that his like most physically intimate relationship is with Friday because mm-hmm. like they, they touch and hug and like, like sleep together and like his most like emotional intimate relationship is with Friday. So like, it just feels super gay mm-hmm. and it's not like sexual tension gay. It is like an old gay couple that are just resting in the comfort of each other. Like mm-hmm. obviously it can't be sexual tension because then it would be like explicitly gay. So they're trying to make it like friendly and comfort. But like at one point it was just, Friday was like camping on the beach and, and Crusoe went out and I, I wrote, I was like just sitting on a dark beach eating fish by the fire and sharing some Five generational trauma. Five feet apart. Five feet not- apart. Cause you're not gay. Very heterosexual, extremely heterosexual. Love that for these boys. They are so gay. There's no tension. It's just resting in the ups and downs of their relationship. They're just learning about each other and growing, and 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 that is not the show that we're watching. No, or at least that's not the like the script that these writers are writing. It's mm-hmm. certainly the show we are watching. Yeah. So, the that's all the good stuff I have to say about that episode. Uh, the second episode we watched, um, I know that I had a lot of complaints in Andy's historical corner. But we watched it a long time ago, and I don't write shit down, so I don't remember what they were. But I do remember the good thing in Andy's historical corner for this episode. And that is that sailors were treated like shit at this time period, and mutinies happened for a reason. So, picture this. England is at war with France and Spain a whole bunch, right? 
Just a whole bunch, all the time, 1600s. That's what England does for fun. Goes to war with France and Spain. You're a sailor during wartime, and you're making pretty good money as a sailor during wartime. Because uh, the government really wants to, you know, England really wants to win these fucking wars. They really want to fuck France. Yeah, in a gay way. England and France have gay gay chemistry of the countries. Um, they just keep sharing their trauma is, with each other. This is some Hitalia shit yeah. we've created. Uh, the war's over. Peace has been declared. Guess what? England owes you a ton of money. You earned it. You fought in these wars. You were a sailor. England just told you to go fuck yourself. They're not going to pay you the money they owe you. So... You are going to lose any property you had because you can't pay off the debts you accrued while you were on a boat for, like, years. And you can't pay any of your other bills. And uh, now there's a ton of -of out-of-work sailors and all the merchant ships are offering pennies on the dollar of what you should be paid because of the influx of sailors looking for work. Uh, so they're offering you jack shit and they're not going to pay for like good food on board and they're not going to pay for like good water on board or like any other amenities because they don't need to because you're desperate for work or a very common practice would be like just fucking kidnapping people. So like you'd be at the bar late at night with your friends and then like you'd go to leave and someone would just like fucking club you in the back of the head and you'd wake up miles away from shore the next day and you're now a sailor. Do you know how to be a sailor? Not really, but you're going to learn as quick as you can or you're going to fucking die. Uh, or they'd kidnap kids. So like, like it was literally a profession of like professional kidnapper for merchant ships. You'd just go around with your gang of uh, co-workers and just like kidnap kids or kidnap drunk people and shove them on a boat for money. And you'd get a nice big payout uh, for every person you kidnapped and threw on a boat. And uh, guess what? You're a sailor now. So that's why, like, mutinies happened. Because people were making jack shit. And captains were dicks. And um, people didn't want to be on the boat because they got, like, fucking kidnapped. So this idea of Crusoe in his privilege being like, oh, there was a mutiny. Well, the captain, it must be a good and honorable man, and it must be these these, these dirty degenerates who have mutinied against the status quo. I'm going to do everything I can to put the captain back in power because Crusoe is a man of, like, good standing and wealth. Like, he married this rich chick back home. So, like, of course he'd take the captain's side, and then Crusoe gets that captain back in charge and they get him on the the ship is repaired and things are good and then that guy is like actually i'm a huge asshole and um like turns out i'm a giant racist and i am cruel to the people under me and you should not have put me back in charge i was like oh i like that i like that the show like did that kind of twist it turns out that the captain is like in debt and his big plan to get out of debt is to enter into uh, the slave trade to make money really quick. Um, is it shitty that the resolution of the episode is that Crusoe only rescues Friday and that, like, they just let this dude sail 
away with the intention of like going to Africa to fill up his ship with slaves. Yeah, that's really fucking gross of the show to like have that be the good ending of the episode. Like that's the resolution. Uh that's 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 not good. But um this idea of well actually Crusoe only trusted this guy because Crusoe's perspective is blinded by his privilege. And in reality, uh, the captain is part of a, like, systemic issue in the maritime trade at that time. And he's actually a raging asshole. Uh, I liked that very much. I was kind of salty that the, the captain up to this point, like who we only saw from Crusoe's perspective was like, oh, yeah, the captain, he must be a good guy. I I agree, I agree that all makes a lot of sense, and it, like, uh, thematically works. It has also been the only arrow in their quiver for this entire series was the person who you trusted to get you off the island cannot or will not get you off the island. Like, it, it, it as much as it, it makes sense historically... It also just like it was going to happen regardless because that's just well, what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, like the 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 problem the show has is like they can't just let it be Crusoe on Friday, right? They have to keep bringing people to the island to like create story because they don't know how to create story with just Crusoe on Friday, and we need those people to leave eventually. And like Gilligan's Island, like. Mm-hmm every attempt to leave has to not work. Right. Or else so, show be over. yeah, like, if if this had not been done before, like, this episode would have been stronger, but... It also gets... showcases, like, the fact that these sailors, these, like you said, these, like, poor, uh, mistreated sailors are at just, like, the whim of whoever holds power over them at any given time the the case that crusoe makes to all of them to like turn away from their mutinous ways is like you all did this because you were afraid of big mutineer mutineer in charge um but if you go back to england you're gonna get hung because you're mutineers so you just tell them that you were afraid and it's like this is a like fear-based <laughs> argument you are making like you are just you are just making them more afraid of you and the captain than they are of the other mutineer guy it's like this this is not you're not helping them you're not like this is this is just like only for you to get off the island and it doesn't even work and you don't even like it's 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 very with with each passing episode, it becomes more and more baffling why they didn't start earlier in uh, yes. Crusoe's experience on this island. Because there was so much meat on that bone, and now there's mm-hmm. nothing. Like, we've talked about it before, but it's just like, it it weighs on me. It weighs on my mind. Every episode we watch that's the same thing over and over again. We have a problem. We have a possible way to get off the island. We have to solve the problem and we have to find out that the way to get off the island isn't going to work as it turns out. Mm-hmm. And then the episode's over and nothing has happened. The status quo is the yeah. same. Absolutely. Like there is no progression whatsoever. So like 
they they could have they could have had a like an entire season that was just like Crusoe learning to survive in the wild like castaway style like the movie castaway was very good they could have had plenty of episodes of him like building his Rube Goldberg treehouse and episodes of him learning to hunt because he was you know a city boy who doesn't know how to live off the land and like you know these uh lucky happenstances and maybe he learns from some maybe he learns from some random people who show up instead of like i i don't know i don't know there there was just so much that they could have done that would have been so much more interesting but we we come into this with him like six years in already Mm -hmm. what is happening and like fully confident and established in himself Mm -hmm. in that time no, yeah, yeah. There's no room for growth for, for for Crusoe. He has grown. He has done all of his his dynamic change. He is a static character. Everything interesting, everything interesting that can happen on the island has already happened. Yeah. And now the only, the only interesting thing that could possibly happen is to get off the island, and that can't happen. The only to to jump back real quick for positives. The only things that I have are, um that I know that they have a very cool Rube Goldberg treehouse that is probably very safe. But if I was on a deserted Island, if I was shipwrecked, I would be camping and cooking fish on the beach every single night. Like that would be my life. Uh, and so I, I really enjoyed seeing that little, uh, little uh, goings on. Um, and uh, in episode six, bad blood, I thought the third act where like, it is like a uh, a deadly deadliest deadliest catch. No, that's about crabs. The deadliest <laughs> most dangerous game, game. The most dangerous game. Thank you. Of of like being hunted by Friday on this island. I thought that was like an interesting place to go, but I think it. it it plays on a lot of like gross stereotypes that we've already discussed with long pig and a lot of like, uh, black characters, indigenous characters, like being portrayed as like bloodthirsty monsters just after murder. Um, I think that it would have been way more interesting if Caruso was that person chasing Friday. Andy, Andy said this as we were watching it. And if we focused on Friday as the main character and Caruso was like, you know, extremely out of character uh doing this whole thing that would have been like a really fun twist and could have been interesting with his like full knowledge of all these like traps and things um that aside whether or not that obviously that's not the show we're watching and this element of itself was just we had to watch so much filler up to that point to where it got interesting like it's a snake bite no it's a wasp sing no it's poisoned honey and none of this is of any consequence we are just filling time we are just filling time until the interesting thing happens in the last 10 minutes of the episode there wasn't even like a fun sherlock holmes deduction process for how she got to like it was poisoned honey um like she, you know, she kind of like, ju- she sort of explained her thought process, but only sort of. And we just jumped through that. Like, 
it, it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun, no. unfortunately. No. Can I can I go on my rant about why it should have been Crusoe who was poisoned? Yes, do it. And we're in negative territory now. Yeah, so. we're fully in negative territory. L- let it loose. Friday has this like it's very tropey, but like Crusoe saved my life, so like now I'm dedicated to like protect him thing. So Crusoe going crazy and trying to kill Friday then puts Friday in this interesting position of like how much can I defend myself without breaking my oath to protect Crusoe when Crusoe is the one trying to hurt me? Like, that is inherently more interesting and exciting than just Friday trying to hurt Crusoe through no fault of his own and Crusoe, like, being like, oh, well, like, you're my pal, so this is awkward. Like, the the stakes are raised if it's reversed. One. Two, Friday does not like the like mutineer cruise and he doesn't like the doctor lady so like friday Mm -hmm. trying to save crusoe on his own and not being able to and having to like swallow his pride and be like all right well i'll go to those people who i don't like and i don't trust that is now more interesting than crusoe going to them who like he already has an alliance with this woman kind of situation so it's just inherently more interesting that way too and uh, we already saw Friday go crazy in that other bad episode. So, like, we're just doing that again? Mm-hmm. It also just makes way more sense that Crusoe would be the one to carelessly eat poison honey uh, and not Friday, who is extremely uh, He's local. knowledgeable about. Yeah. He's uh, local. Uh, yeah. He knows not to eat at that Taco Bell. Like, that's the bad one. He knows what the good one is. Like Olivia Olivia knows enough to know that, yeah, poison honey is a thing, and it's a thing you can eat, and this would happen. And she, she's just like, she's there on holiday. Yeah. And Friday is like, just Winnie the Pooh got his hands full of a smackerel. Like, this is fine. This will have no consequences. Also, like, the idea of, like, Crusoe going like hunting crazy. I think you could have done like some fun like trap stuff. Like Crusoe is this mad scientist building these like elaborate engineered machines. Like what is what happens when he goes nuts? Like mm-hmm. does he go like feral and he's just like coming at you with the rifle or like is he building elaborate death traps? And are we now in like old timey saw situation. Like th- there could have been way more fun stuff there, I think, than Friday went crazy again. It's 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 Wednesday. Oh it's time for Friday to go go nutso again. Mm-hmm. Like it sucks. <laughs> and all of the racial implications that you also mentioned, yeah. Ronnie, make it extra uncomfortable that right. like it's the black character that keeps like Right. He's the predator. He yeah. Is, he that, is who we mm-hmm. have to be constantly looking over our shoulder for. Um, yeah, to continue rewriting the episodes, I was so annoyed in episode seven, Heroes and Villains, when, no, episode eight, Heroes and Villains, when Captain Taylor is like, yeah, we're going to sell your friend into slavery and there's nothing you can do about it. And un, un, like, assailed, uh, Crusoe just walks down to the lower deck 
and like basically just plucks Friday up, throws him over his shoulder, and is like, "Hey, we're, we're leaving now." And it's like this: what what stopped you from doing that at the next port? Like what, these doofus pirates who like will just bend their will to whoever is like the most scary person at the time. Like what? These boys love this island. Like they do not mm-hmm. want to leave this island. They they are they are like um hmm, we could like go to the next port and we could escape and it could be a fun thing where like okay well we're still like kind of on the lam and then we end up back at the island anyway but we would have a different set piece and it's just like no i'm not gonna let you uh i mean he saves him from getting branded which is good i appreciate that but then it's just like we're just gonna go back to the island uh and you're it's the other thing that we've talked about before of like the worst thing that can happen to Friday is to leave. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that is, that is the nightmare scenario for Friday is to leave with Crusoe and go back to fucking Europe right now. Like y'all should stay here. You guys are doing pretty good. Yeah. You've got this mm-hmm. dope tree house. Mm-hmm. I know it's like, I know it's kind of lonely, but like, honestly, just like, Keep this other chick, like, this this chick who's disguised as a guy, the surgeon, like, she doesn't want to be with it. She can just hang out with you guys, you know? Mm-hmm. You you could have gathered a whole society by this point and started your own egalitarian community on this island, but uh, you were too focused on your dumb goal of leaving to go, go to England. It sucks. Mm-hmm. It's it's so show bad. There, there's a show there. There's like a legitimate show there of like like uh, we talked about it before on Arrow. There is this whole island thing, and there's this you know Oliver Queen trying to escape, but then there are reasons why Oliver Queen like not necessarily wants to stay on the island, but like motivating factors for him to stay and learn and train and and grow as a person and this show just is it's not it is gilligan's island it is like we really really want to get off the island and then everything we do in the episode really indicates that that's not actually our, our desire but it's not a comedy and so we're just left yeah like, yeah i mean the, the difference between this and Gilligan's Island is that Gilligan's Island was fun to watch right yes exactly <laughs> exactly there's no there's no yucks on this in the comics, um, and, and, you know, painting with a broad brush because DC reboots their universe every five to ten years. But in the comics, Oliver Queen is on the island for a year. Mm. And you can do a lot with a shipwreck story in a year's time. Uh, especially with the, like, spoiled rich guy island now. Like, him having to figure out how to survive. Going to be a good chunk of that. And, like, you can do a lot of growth there. But, uh... Crusoe, having been here seven years now, and we skipped over all that, like, interesting growth stuff, it, to Evan's point earlier, like, there's nowhere to go. Like, Mm. the only place to go is to leave, and you can't have him leave or there's no show. Um, yeah, just, it's not a good show. There's a lot bad. There's a lot bad. The stuff that's bad is real bad. Um... Again, I know I had a bunch for Andy's historical corner, and I don't remember any of it. But uh, well, I'll be here for Ronnie's physics corner. 
uh, because the laws <laughs> of physics, like I've never met her. I don't, this show has, has never, the twain have never, never crossed. Um, in the beginning, they uh, test out this excellent catapult on a uh, decaying human skull and they learn that tra the trajectory of that will put it squarely in Crocodile Lagoon. And they're like, whoa, crocodile, huh? Uh, Cruz is like, there's a crocodile. Isn't that cool? And uh, Friday goes through the trauma of that. But then later, a fully grown muscly man is on the same catapult. It's the same ass trajectory. He goes right to Crocodile Lagoon. That, that, no, no. If anything, he would go like straight up in the air and land like a couple, maybe 50 feet from where he started, not all the way across the island. So like, it's, I get it. I understand. But like, have some, have some, some sense have a little bit of a weighted thing more than the skull at the beginning of the episode. Um, <sighs> look, Rami, you have a point, but it's not as bad as log floats though. No, I know. Like, re I know. remember when the whole plot was they like, there's establish. a log on Friday, there's a log on Friday and the thing's filling with water and the, we can't get it off him. He's going to drown in the water that the log will float on. They they did establish that this show makes absolute no sense at all when it comes to the laws of nature. Tree made of rock. Uh, while we're talking about the crocodile episode, uh, there's a thing that Crusoe does that I hate where Friday will be like, yeah, this like really horrific thing happened where uh, these like wild dudes like beat me up and imprisoned me and tried to eat me or like these racists want to brand me or I saw my friend as a small child get eaten by a crocodile and then Crusoe will be like I know exactly what you mean Friday I had a business deal that fell apart mm -hmm. and here's mm -hmm. a here's a four minute flashback about that or yep. yep I know exactly what you mean Friday my father-in-law who's rich uh <laughs> thinks I'm bad company and uh disrespected me in front of his friends and it's like these are not the same these are these are these are not at all it's, equivalent it's a false equivalency which is like made so much fucking worse by the fact that like we we've at least seen crusoe as a poor boy we've at least seen him as like scrapping to get by in this episode he owns a fucking plantation mm -hmm. like that is the privileged life that he is coming from. And the show is, has been drawing these parallels the entire time. And it's just like, oh, by the way, yeah, he was super wealthy also. Like, even, even after losing his wife's fortune and inheritance, he went on to be super duper wealthy in fucking paradise. Um, but it's, it's still, his man pain is still just as important as Friday's. Don't, don't get it twisted. He had to sell it all. He had to sell it all one time and it really uh set him back also like dude if your wife isn't responding to these letters you're sending and then you got a threatening letter instead of you being a weirdo and just like giving the plantation away to like some rando who 
you don't know how they're going to like treat the people there with the assumption that maybe Crusoe is a better guy than we have any reason to believe that he is. Yeah. Why not use your vast wealth to hire a like group of toughies to go rescue your wife and children and bring them to you? Right. Like you don't have to like do anything illegal, but just be like, Hey, here's a letter explaining everything to my wife. Like get her back here because I have reason to believe that foul play is happening. Bam. Done. You're good. Problem solved. He has enough sense and enough wherewithal to have gotten to this point where he is has all this power and wealth thousands of miles away, but we never see it. Like, again, we don't see how he got to this point. We just see where he is after the growth has occurred. And... They're just like, yeah, 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 it's fine. He became super wealthy and owns a bunch of slaves on this show that is, quote unquote, the woke Crusoe, mm-hmm. um, which like to your point, Andy, like, yeah, it doesn't say that he na- he owns the slaves, but it sure as shit doesn't like do a great job of establishing why what he's doing is good, which is kind of necessary when you're just kind of y- going to yada yada over all of the slaves walking around your plantation. It's it's. It's so strange that they just dropped that in there and then moved on. Um, And what's the worst thing, the worst fucking thing about these three episodes, especially in episode eight, we got so many flashbacks. Crusoe was not even present for any of these things that they're flashing back to. (laughs) How is how does that happen? How do you have a flashback to a moment that you were not present for and you were not even privy to the information and that you don't that know there? Yeah, it, it, it's just like if if you want to establish again, I keep coming back to Arrow, but I feel like Arrow did a OK job of this. If you want to establish like a a dual storyline, establish a dual storyline. I would like you to not do that because your secondary storyline sucks worse than your primary but that's not what this show is doing. It is like ripple, 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 ripple effect to a flashback that Crusoe has been gone for like six years. He's been gone for years and we're seeing his wife go through stuff. His wife's not here. His wife can't recount that. We- yeah, we're getting like flashbacks of his dad and it's like. It's like his dad was supposed to be with the mutineers, but he wasn't. So, like, I don't understand why we're getting Sean Bean flashbacks right now. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, yeah, just, just bonkers. Um, to that point, I think the, the worst thing to happen in these three episodes is food poisoning make someone go murder. I've had food poisoning twice before, and, uh, all that happened to me was I sat on the toilet, and I had stuff coming out one end, and I had a bucket on my lap, and stuff coming out the top end. And it was miserable, and I could not have hunted people with a bow. I was I was indisposed. I mean, there is a such thing as poisoned honey, and there are poisons that will make you, um, like, hallucinate. But, yeah, just extremely convenient that, convenient for the plot that there is, yeah. you know, we, yeah. I, 
I want to see Crusoe accidentally eat something wrong because he just got on the island, and I want to see him shit out his brains. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, accidentally eating poisoned honey because you just turned up on this island and you didn't know to avoid the honey that's near the purple flowers is, like, that's an excellent, you know, first two months on the island story. It yeah. would have worked. Well, uh, are we done? Are we done talking about Crusoe? Oh, that we could be done. We've got... No, just four more. Just Andy, four more of these bad boys. Andy, I love you, but you cursed us with this one. This is a curse that you inflicted on us. You cruised us. Crusoe'd you. You've been Crusoe'd. Uh, yeah, this is uh, not a good show, but you know what is good? All those pirate things we talked about before. I still <laughs> love pirates. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go paint some blood and plunder pirates and uh you know, sail some ships and steal some some treasure. Just flood your senses with all those good good pirate things. Um and it will make this show even more intolerable because you'll realize uh more what could have been. I am they... constantly watching this and being like, I wish I was watching Black Sails right now. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I was watching Pirates of the Caribbean. One, like, that's a anything. banger. It really is a banger. It's a it's good really movie. Good. The rest of them are kind of all garbage. Uh, I do like the one with the sexy missionary who falls in love with the mermaid, even though it is arguably the worst one. But uh, yeah, they they all kind of they all kind of suck except for that. Yeah, that first one. they just become you know high budget action films set in pirate world. At that point, but the first one the, was actually the marriage scene is dope. The third movie kind of sucks ass, but the the song is good. I like the song from it, and that marriage scene during the fight and the hurricane is fucking classic. Good shit. Mm-hmm. This show, on the other hand, this show yeah, is yeah, yeah. Season one of this show, the only season, it's not good. Not worth, not worth you checking out. Can you imagine if, like, three months from now, they're like, we're coming, Chris is coming back, baby, season two. Like, we've revived other shows, but can you imagine if Crusoe got revived? Oh, that would suck. We'd have to watch it. We would have to watch we it. Would we would have, have to, to watch, watch it. season two. That's the blessing of these bad shows that we cover for Ending Pending. It's like, this show's dead. It's just dead. It's not coming back. <laughs> we had to watch it, but uh, right. our our audience doesn't need to. It can't hurt you anymore. No, it can't. It can't come back from the dead until it does. Young Hercules can still hurt us, but that's <laughs> Young Hercules has so lots much. of hurting left in it. Yeah, <laughs> there's lots of pain left to inflict upon us. Hercules is at least fun at some points. Hercules has its moments. Yeah, yeah, a little, little not baby of, not of good. It's it's this is moments not of good but of like so bad it's good. This is just yeah of entertaining of, of yeah en- entertainment if you will. I I, I I miss a zany like zip noise while yeah. a character's movements are sped up. Miss Aries, Miss Aries, and his his strange facial hair. Some swooshes, some swoosh leather noises. daddy attire. <laughs> Oh, okay. <sighs> okay. 10, 11, 12, 13. Let's, let's, let's break this off and yeah. bury it in the ground. Yeah, like yeah. Captain like so Kidd's many treasure. Treasure chests that 
Captain Kidd did, allegedly. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at PendingPod. You can go to our website. Uh, don't go to our website. Go to the Where They May radio website at wherethemay.com uh, and check out links to our Patreon. Check out links to uh, our merch. Check out links to other shows on the network. Shows like... Good Neighbors, shows like Fan Fiction is Good Actually, shows like uh, Force Friends Rewatch, both of which, all three of which, are coming back in a major way, coming very soon. Uh, Good Neighbors just put out some very sexually explicit content. Um, I, I, I had to put that as a content warning. I felt <laughs> obliged in the in the description. Um it's good, good, hoardy content. Uh, uh, Anna does an excellent job of uh, of DMing a sexy battle wizard campaign, and uh, it gets ribald, as as you might imagine. Uh, Lee is blushing the entire time. I cannot confirm that, but I I know it. I know it. To you be can true. feel it through the audio. Yeah. If you um, know one thing about me, you know. <laughs> You like pirates. I love pirates. Pirates and butt stuff. Pirates um, and butt stuff. Go check that out. Um, like I said, new Force Friends coming soon. New uh, fan fiction is good actually coming soon. Hell yeah. Um, and oh, lots more content. Who's now the guest the- you got for that new episode, babe? It, it's Andy. Oh! <laughs> Which Andy? This one. Oh, that's going to be fun. Yes, I have... Uh, I bet we have a good time. We we do have a we do have a good time. I love you plugging yourself on Nevin's <laughs> show. I bet I'm a pretty fun guest. I bet I'm a pretty fun guest. Yeah, I bet you are. Can confirm. Very fun. Um uh, yeah. We've 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 been a little lackadaisical on the Patreon content, but we are coming back in a big way now that the summer's over. Um you know what it is? You know what it really is? It's this parenting thing. And that's the reason that it's been so hard to get content out both uh, behind the paywall and very much in front of the paywall. But it's also Taylor Swift's keeping me up till midnight every fucking night. And I can't I can't like function as a normal human being. I might have to do a, a, a Taylor Swift mini pod for the Patreon. Um, a limited series. Yeah. It's it's called Midnights. It's called uh, Waiting Till Midnight. Waiting for Midnight. Whoa. That's the theme song. Um, stay tuned. Get get it on Patreon. Um, Andy, how do we end these episodes? Fuck. Who even knows? Good night, everybody. Good night. Fuck. That's the new... The new sign-off. If there's one thing you gotta know about us, what's stuff. Where they may radio.